One, two, three. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know why we do that, when we sync the audio to the video, there's a spike in audio that goes up so we can see exactly when to sync it. Most people clap. But most people are plebs. Yeah, so. I mean, we were plebs for our last episode. Yeah. But I really just wanted to do like the classic, you know, clap. So, like, the like marker, me. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted. I'm glad we yelled this time. So. Usually, what happens is my hands full of something when I'm doing pottery. Like I was making a glaze last night, and I was recording, <laughs> and my hands were like full. Like my, I had red oxide all over this hand. Oh my god. And I had like the ju- the ju- the, ju- the glaze <laughs> in this hand, and I was like. How do I mark this? Ah! <laughs> and I was like, I will see that when I edit the video. I could, I could just see <laughs> Abel being like, what the f***? Like, no, she was asleep. It was like 2 a.m. Oh my god. I was up late. That is so funny. What are we talking about today, Lindsay? Today, we're going to be talking about basically the concept of originality and sort of like intellectual property and theft. And it's kind of like a continuation yeah. of the episode that we did where we talked about fan art and yeah. kind of like, okay, when you want to make, you know, a fan art, like what are the legal sort of things around that? But then we had a listener send us a question and I'm so sorry. I I, I didn't like screenshot who we it have was. So many of you we, that suggest things that were like, which we hella appreciate. I'm actually getting better at like love. screenshotting and saving these things. But unfortunately I didn't fear for your question. So my apologies. Here's the key. But, like if you follow me on Twitter, because I have a very little amount of people on Twitter, I will see it way faster than everybody else. Because on Instagram, there's like hundreds of you. <laughs> but on Twitter, there's like two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, somebody sent us a question basically right. asking like, okay, so I get it with the whole, you know, legal when it comes to like doing fan art based off of a film or a video game or a book series where there's like a company. Yeah. But what about if you're interested in like sort of copying a style from another artist? And in the episode, we kind of briefly just said like, oh yeah, like it just credit the person who's doing it but right. we're gonna go into a little bit more discussion about it today so if you're you know again beginning in the in the ceramics and you're kind of figure out like okay how do i like ethically do this thing there's there's definitely a reason we started this conversation today. let's let's go into why <laughs> we're having this discussion well i don't know how we should should appetizer this uh so to speak but you just set it down lightly on the table with a look of contempt in your eye oh, I love it. <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> I just ate and I'm hungry now. Um, so, for me, personally, on a, on a personal take, once you take something that is already copyrighted that and try and make that exact copy, that in and of itself seems to cross the line for me. That, like, if I took, what's his name, the guy who makes those swirly-looking mugs? Um, I super fa- He makes production work. He's Slipcaster. He's super famous on Instagram. I didn't can. F. Oh, I forgot his name. Anyway. Well, let, let's just say, like, if I took another artist's mug that was already well-known and slipcast it and made it in the colors they make it in, mm-hmm. for me, that's stealing. For me, that's like, you stole my shape. Yeah. You're making it in my colors. 
same same exact design same design for me that's just straight up stealing from another artist yeah now if you're drawing mickey mouse and you're calling it mickey mouse and you're saying it's yours that's also theft even though it's a large company versus an artist on that scale (laughs) you get mike pence over here i am (laughs) trying to mike tyson me but there is definitely wiggle room when you get to the bottom you know what i mean because fan art is basically like you like Fan art, I would say, is is more along the lines of you're taking, you're taking the the concept of something or maybe somewhat of a specific designer character, and you're but you're doing enough to sort of make it your own. You're more um, it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's just like, I mean, like I don't know. Even even in that, there's some there's some wiggle room there. Right. Because again, as we discussed in our last episode, like what exactly where that line is is kind of amorphous and again like we're not here to give you actual legal advice yeah i'm not here to say like if you do this it will work out for you i'm yeah i'm here to say that like Lindsay makes like ocarina of time and majora's mask mugs i make avatar the last airbender things Mm. actually they're they're princess mononoke masks i'm so sorry no it's okay i just i i like to make that a point no dude here i'm gonna give it right back because i've never Uh played any of the zelda games oh my god i know that looks exactly like a majority i know it does look hella similar anyway it, okay, it, well, well, Lindsay makes like a D and D, yeah, in Dungeons and Dragons and like stat mugs, and I make Avatar: The Last Airbender mugs. Mm-hmm. But like, at what at what point can you be like, you're taking from D and D? That's money out of there. Eh, not yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. Like a picture of a bow and arrow doesn't really belong to D and D. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I took the coin, the money from Bossing say, is that, and I made it into a mug, is that theft? Or did they already take the Chinese coin and just make it into a symbol in the like? Yeah. At what at what point is it like? Where's the fuzz? Well, we do know where there's not fuzz, and that's what happened to you yesterday. <sighs> yeah. So long story short, I'm not. I might send you the pictures to put it on screen, but like, somebody basically took the entirety of my beginner section from YouTube, which by the way is free as long as you have access to it, as far as internet connection goes. And took it and turned it into an ripped the videos, turned it into an application, and then put a paywall behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, learn how to do pottery like this, and you watch a video, and then it's like, for the next video, pay fifteen dollar, mm-hmm. and then it's like, for the next video, pay five dollar, <laughs> and then it keeps going and going and going. It's an Apple app on iTunes, uh, and I think I don't have an Apple, so I didn't know about it. Yeah, how did you find out about it? Somebody with an app, it's like somebody was looking at pottery apps. okay. Clicked on it and was like, is that you? Mm. Is this your app? And I was like, no. (laughs) No, somebody legitimately from China. Let me, let me grab, oh, oh my God, I was about to be, let me grab my phone, but it's literally recording this. You can use mine. You can use mine. Okay, okay. But yeah, the the app. Just just don't scroll too far to the left. (laughs) The, uh, I don't even know how to get to your photos. Okay, okay. So the, so the app is called Create Pottery Deviant Art App. Yeah. And the the producer is Yossi Nishri, so it's Y O S S I N I S H R I. Give them one star reviews and be like, "This is stolen content," because yeah. it really is. I put it on Instagram, and lots of you already have. Um, but the weird thing is that ever since people started doing that, it doesn't show up on the app store anymore. But if you Google it, it shows up on the app store from the computer. So like, mm. if I go into Google or my computer and I type in the name yeah it'll show up so even if you don't have an apple right you phone, can still do it yeah 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 it's i think it makes you download it once to review it but everyone's like i downloaded it then i deleted it it was real easy yeah yeah yeah. it's someone legitimately has stolen not only my likeness my videos 
what really angers me is that they're making you, the subscriber, the, the person who's taking the content, pay for something that I think is valuable, but I'm giving to you for free. Yeah. It's as if you were hungry and I was giving you food of my own free will and accord. And someone stole that same food and said, you got to pay for it now. <clears throat> and now I'm yeah. angry because I'm like, I'm trying to feed you. Why would you Why <clears throat> would you do that to this person? And they're just like, money. Yeah. And they're, it's, it's, I usually don't mind. Like, honestly, I usually wouldn't mind if somebody like just stole content from me. But at the point in which they say they made it their own and they're paying, making you pay for it. Mm. That's, that's where I'm like, that's not cool. Yeah. That's morally not okay versus just trying to steal pictures from me. That's and that's like straight up theft. Like that's a lot straight up theft. a lot of the stuff that we've talked about before when it comes to like copying and stuff yeah. is like there's nuance because it's fan art or right. it's like trying to what we're gonna be discussing is like learning from another person's style by trying to like emulate it or something right. like that. Which you like, should be doing yeah. to be honest. And that's but that's like that's different than what just happened yeah, to you. That's so, way different. But so alright, so what are some of your initial thoughts when it comes to like the the importance of looking at other artists' work for inspiration and, like, emulating it. I actually think it's very important to start emulating other artists' work. Not on a intent-to-sell basis, but an mm -hmm. intent to try and emulate or see if you can um, get more tools on the belt, so to speak, in mm -hmm. order to kind of embolden yourself and your skill. Like, the second that I decided to learn how to make swirly mugs, I made them, and, it, and they immediately are just a thing for me now. Like... Every artist at a certain level, as far as wheel ceramics, knows what a swirly mug is, and they know how to make them, but I only knew that because I saw someone else do it, and I was like, I'm going to try that. Yeah. And there we go. Now I have that skill on my belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but there definitely is a line where, like, you just start becoming a copycat. You know what I mean? There's general things. Somebody trims their foot a certain way. I don't think that's yours. You know what I mean? No? No, I mean, I think, like, how do I say? Like, I think the biggest thing is, like, if you're trying to avoid straight up copying somebody's work completely, yeah. is, like, just pull from a couple different sources. Like, let's say you like the shape of a particular cup. Cool. Pull that shape. Like, use that. Right. Uh, let's say you like the handle of somebody else's work. Cool. Pull that. So now you've got a different shape, like, the same... Like you're you're emulating two different people, but you're combining it into you're com you're you're creating your own little making a little chimera. Chimera. I was literally yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. Making a little chimera. Yeah. Well, I think that also goes back to a it goes back to another point of like there's no such thing as an original idea anymore. Mm. It, it doesn't exist. There's just the person who marketed it first, or like more people saw that one first. That being said. For anyone out there who's like, well, yeah, if you take someone's mug, eh, but if you take different parts of the mug, that's still copying multiple people. Not, there's, you are not the originator. I guarantee any idea that I come up with right now, if people see it online, someone else in the world has thought of it. They just didn't make a video about it is all. Do not feel bad about trying to emulate other people's work. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a further line to be talked about about selling that emulation underneath, like coat riding, like coattailing them. Yeah. But as far as practice goes, as far as getting skill and tools underneath your belt, don't feel bad about that. They are not the originator of it. It's not about who did it first. It's really about who did it better, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And I think also, too, like, if you, let's say you do just for the sake of, of um, like, again, practice. Like, let's say you do want to exactly copy something. Yeah. Like. <gasps> <laughs> let's say you do want to exactly copy something. Yeah. Um. 
you know, like, like I, um, when I was in college, there's an art artist that I really, really like. His name is Anthony Jones. He's a digital artist. Yeah. And I ended up copying one of his paintings for, for a class, but I actually, I emailed him. And again, like when it, when it's in an educational environment, I think there's a lot more leeway because it's not like I was selling that painting. Yeah. You're there to learn that skill. Yeah. Yeah. But I ended up emailing him and I was just like, hey, like, I'm in this class. Like, would it be okay if I, you know, reproduce your image? And he was actually like, yeah, go for it. Like, that's yeah. great. And so I think if it's a situation like that, like, there's so much that can be learned from trying to exactly copy something. Yes. Because you're never going to be able to exactly reproduce it and you're going to learn a lot along the way. Yes. But let's say, like, let's say, for instance... Um, I wanted to figure out how Katie Marks, who's the woman behind, or the person, I actually don't, I think she uses she, her pronouns, but anyway, Katie Marks is the person behind um, another Seattle artist on Instagram. Okay. And she makes these gorgeous, like, rainbow-colored, like, Lisa Frank, all day, every day type, like, happy mugs. Let's say I wanted to try and copy her style just as, as an exercise. What I would do is, first of all, I would not sell that mug. Right. Second of all, I would probably e email her or message her and just be like, hey, like, I'm, I'm you know, just so you know, I'm going to be doing this. I'm not going to be selling the piece. I'm going to tag you and I'm going to share, but I'm doing this as a learning exercise right. to demonstrate how much can be learned from to, like trying to like copy another person's style. Right. I feel like that if you are in a position where you're already selling your work and you're not just in an educational environment, to me, that's like the ethical course to do. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Not only that, it kind of depends on what, I mean, if you're taking it to, to a further extent, I would say if you are trying to emulate someone else's work and make money off of it, that's a little sus to me. But at the point at which you're actively taking away sales from them because you're emulating their work, that's the line for me. Yeah. For me, for me, like, Hammerly. His name's Hammerly. 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 That's Kurt, what I was thinking Kurt of Kurt Hammerly. Yes, yeah. Kurt so, Hammerly. So, for example, if I decided to take Kurt Hammerly's stuff and like slipcast it and sell it, but it's clear it clearly is the thing he's known for. That to me is the point at which I'm like, all right, stop. Mm -hmm. Like you're just stealing the design and trying to coat right off of somebody else's work that they've already laid a foundation for knowing, being known for that form of artwork. I would say at the point in which money comes into it starts to get a little sus, but I don't want to see money as the entire thing. But I would say that there's not a finite amount of skill that you can gain, right, from, from ceramic artwork, no matter how many people you copy. You can mm -hmm. always learn new skills forever, a student. There, however, is a finite amount of customers and money. <laughs> yeah. So you can't really take, like, it's not like I copy someone else's work and I'm like, I'm taking their skill. They won't have this anymore. But at the point in, I, in which I start to copy, like, Hammerly and get customers that were once his for a cheaper price for making the same thing he made that he is known for, that he has worked to lay the foundation of, mm -hmm. that's the point at which I go, all right, you're literally just taking from me now. Yeah. It's not like this is for a, uh, a skill cause. This is... Mm. immoral in my opinion yeah. like that that for me is the line as far as an artist goes yeah and i think probably for most folks who are going to be getting something out of this episode yeah it's probably not going to be like that big of a deal in terms of like oh yeah i think most people are gonna well, well like 
I think we tend to be very, like, if you're listening to this episode because you're like, I want to make sure I don't do this, yeah. you're already probably yeah. a lot better you're off than a lot of You're already morally correct in some sense. Yeah, yeah. So I would say just give, give yourself some leeway with that. And if it is something that you're not sure about, just contact the artist's work. Right. Like, I've had people do that a couple of times. And it's just like, no, like, you're, 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 like, cause somebody, somebody contacted me one time, um, and they were... They were interested in following my similar style of uh, of like rolling out a slab, basically using like a sprig mold, like oh, yeah. rolling out a slab, having the design be on, and then adding that design to the mug. And I'm like, that is such a general technique. Yeah, that's sculpture that it's stuff. Like, that's... Yeah, so that's 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 fine to like like I appreciate you asking, but like not that like you're fine. That's go ahead, common. go go ahead, have fun. And it was really sweet because they still ended up making the thing and still tagged me anyway, which I was like, oh man, like that's that's awesome. Yeah, there's no so. there's no hurtness hurtness. There's <laughs> there's 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 no negativity in making friends in the in the ceramic art world. Like, yeah, yeah. I recently started talking to Pottery Danielle. I like her a lot, oh, actually. Oh, cool! Yeah, my mom was like, you should talk to Pottery Danielle, and I was like, I can't just be talking to other ceramic artists. Just I, I remember you telling yeah. me about that, yeah. And she was like, can't you, though? Yeah. And I was like, no! Can I? Yeah. And then I did, and she responded. She's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But she, she's, I've had a couple conversations. She's made a couple TikToks on it, where she's like, I don't consider that theft. You just want to copy my style. That's cool. Yeah. But she did also have a conversation with somebody where she was like, I'm just letting you know I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What are what are some examples where you've um, tried to emulate someone's style and learned from it? And then I'll I'll try and think of some examples as well. <laughs> it's mostly form for me. I've I've never looked at someone's um, drawings or design or anything like that and been like I want to copy exactly that because what often happens for me mm -hmm. is that I will try to copy someone's form just because I think the shape for me is more appealing than mm -hmm. most things. What's an example of like like what's a specific form? There was one when I was in, in school, like intermediate ceramics, where somebody would make a form, right? Mm -hmm. But instead of rounding out the trim, they would leave it at like this diagonal angle. Oh, okay. And it makes the piece look a little bit more lifted. It was mm -hmm. part of my education, technically. Yeah, yeah. Yoshio was like, you can round out the bottom when you trim it, or you can like leave it like that. Uh -huh. And a lot of people find it unprofessionally like that. But he was also like, if you make the foot deep enough, the piece will look lifted because there's a space in between that V and yeah. the actual foot itself. Mm -hmm. So if you're making forms that are a little bit more elegant and not as chunky looking, it actually complements the form to do so. Right, because it's a, a narrower foot compared yes. to the overall shape of the thing that you're making creates an, a, an effect of lightness, of elegance, of... Yeah. Right, okay. exactly. And he was also going over, like, when you round out a foot, it usually has tones of Eastern or Asian or Japanese or Chinese kind of... Uh, artwork whenever you make a small cup which is really just a mm. cylinder and you round out the bottom dependent on the shape of it which usually just the size of the cylinder it's essentially always going to look like a teacup yeah if you round out the shape of a small cylinder and, and by rounding out do you mean just like trimming like trimming this. a like this here's yeah. the foot and here's the round of it right oh oh okay i got you I but got you. like but this clearly looks like what i was just talking about like yeah. a small traditional like chinese or japanese yeah. You know, but... And this is just a mass-produced piece from, like, Tivana or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he was like, you can leave. You don't have to round it out. You can leave that trim there. Because um, I saw another artist do it, and I was asking him about it. Yeah. But that's the thing that I really liked about my teacher, was he didn't just say, oh, yeah, copy it, see if you like it. He was like, here's the reason why somebody would do that functionally, mm -hmm. and here's how it looks aesthetically. Yeah. Right? Um, we even did a piece where, like, I made a super big round one. He goes, do the, do the V thing. 
and I hated it. It was awful. <laughs> it, it, look, it looked like a, a really chunky person with tiny little feet. Tiny itty bitty feet. Yeah, and I was like, that does not look ratio at all. He goes, yeah, that's the point I was trying to make to you. Mm. Like, it mess. the eye does not like that. You can do it on purpose if you want, if you're trying to make a point. But, mm. but when I told him about it and I copied that artist's foot, he was like, we know how to do this. This isn't like a special technique. It's just yeah. another skill. It's another tool on the belt. And I'm glad you told me about it because now I get to explain why it's important to know about these things. Yeah. If you didn't try and emulate it, you would have no idea. Mm -hmm. You would have just kept doing the same thing you're doing forever and ever. <sighs> yeah. It's about yeah. growth mm -hmm. more so than more so than just like copying. Have you ever pulled from a specific artist? Like when you're talking about like the swirly mugs, was that inspired by? No. I can't remember if you had said that. The swirly mugs were taught. In fact, I had a very large issue with the swirly mugs when I got out into the ceramic art world, like the real one, because like the real ceramic the art real world. What, what the hell is the well, be, real ceramic school, art world? In school, you're kind of coddled. In school, like in school, if you're intermediate, people are like you're so good at this. You're great. <sighs> There's always that one dude in the class. It's, it, well, it's doesn't have to be a dude, but you know what I mean. Yeah. There's always one person in the class who's like really good, and you're like, wow, they're so good, mm. so much. But then they get out into like... They, it's like the big fish small pond thing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. you get out into a studio, and there's a dude throwing like two foot tall pots, <laughs> 20 pounds of clay at a time on a brand new Brent wheel. He's using two oh. wheels at the same time. Two wheels at the same He throws the bottom, and then he goes over and throws the top, comes back oh, the next day, yeah, fuses yeah, yeah. them, and you're like, oh, mm. I was a child. <laughs> I didn't know this existed. Like it's <laughs> when you get out in, into that kind of art world, you really you got. I'm sorry, I'm trying to adjust my legs and I I have something hurt and then I moved. Anyway, sorry. Carry You're on. all right. No, I'm fine, man. Don't you worry said about no, it. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. You okay? My voice is cracking because I yeah. literally screamed myself hoarse watching. Huh? Oh my god! What? I screamed myself hoarse watching a jousting tournament. Get it? Horse. Horse. So, all right. So, the whenever whenever I think of copying, copying type conversation, this is it quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For our listeners who are not watching this, it's the quote unquote. You know. Oh, right. But, Sorry, we we're talking about swirly mugs. Oh, swirly mugs. No, you're yes, right. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Carry on I'll with make that. I'll make it real quick then, too. Okay. 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 So I was taught how to do swirly mugs in school. So by the time I got to the like the open art world, I was like, that's not special. Like I learned that. In, People freak out over like the spirals and mugs. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, it's so cool. It's so different. But when I got out of school and into the larger pond, so to speak, I was like, no, it's not. You just pull slower. Mm -hmm. So my for a good year or two, I was like, why does everyone like this? This is like basic for potters. I'm, I guarantee you somebody was pulling a cylinder one day a long time ago and they pulled way too slow and they're like, oh, looks nice. And just a swirl. And there you go. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone I think it's just, oh, sorry. wants to know how to do that technique, just pull Super fast or super slow. You literally have a video on how to do it. I so, literally, yeah, it's it, very it easy. I stretched that one sentence into like 10 minutes of a video. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. great. That's all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, crap, I have something I was going to say in relation to that, but now it's now it's gone. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. No, it was about swirly mugs and something when you were talking about it, I thought of it, but then it left because then I thought about the video. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Point being. We're talking about artists. Yeah. Copying their work. Uh, oh, I oh, remember. Yeah. It's about what, how often you see stuff. Because especially like you gotta like remember like as a ceramic artist, it's like you we are like involved in this world yeah. a lot more than the general public. Yeah. And unless you're in an area that has a lot of like handmade like ceramic works or you or it's just like it's on your radar, yeah. like you just may not be aware that it's like a thing. 
Yeah, that's know? true. So, you it's, know. It's like the, it's like, I don't know. There's like four or five things in the ceramic art world that, as potters within the culture, are like, yeah, that's not that special. Like, we do it a couple times and then we're like, meh. But then to the outside world, or, like, or oh, we do it a couple times and then they love it and then it becomes their whole thing. But and then you're trapped into doing it forever. And ever. Not necessarily. For your not whole necessarily. Life. <laughs> a whole life. I think that's like your fundamental fear with ceramics, and so you project it onto other people. Talk to me about <laughs> talk to me about Kintsugi. One more time, Auntie. <laughs> One more time on Facebook. <laughs> say bubble glaze. Say raku. Say Kintsugi. One more time. I swear to yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ski it. Then you can do it. Oh my God! I saw it on Facebook. Stop being on Facebook. I mean, it is Kintsugi is cool though. It's cool. It's cool like two times, and then I'm like, I just don't want to spend the time on it, frankly. But I don't. It's some people's thing. It's some people's thing. I also but, have a bit of an like. It's the way you do it now is with mica gold and like epoxy. Mm -hmm. So the mica is just like a gold powder. It's not real gold. Mm -hmm. But the way they did it a long time ago was to get gold flakes and then put it into the crack and fuse it together with heat. Mm -hmm. So the way you do it now is not the way it's done. Yeah. Like, you're just putting gold powder in something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's fine, though. I mean, techniques change over time, you know? I mean, we, we don't make our own clay, or at least I don't make my own clay. You don't make your own clay. I so. want to make my own clay so bad. I'm sure you do. That's, that'll be a so different bad. conversation. I but know, yeah. what I was thinking of earlier is that, like, one of the times I remember really specifically trying to copy somebody else's piece was actually way back in high school. Yeah. Again, when I was like learning this for the first time and actually one of the assignments that we had in the class, we had like nine different assignments or something like that. Right. Um, was to go through the ceramics magazines that the teacher had in the classroom, mm -hmm. pick something and then try and copy it. Oh. And my, my mom still has the, the little sculpture that I made. Moms be keeping our Moms stuff. be keeping these things. Yes, it's true. It's great. But so she still has it. But I, it was it was so interesting because I still remember like a dec decently well what the actual like ar the, the artist piece yeah. that I was copying looked like. And then I'm looking at like my thing. It's like this dumpy little sculpture like yay big. And, you know, and it's just it was I really appreciated that my teacher had that as an assignment because again, yeah. like. You can look at something, especially if you're like learning a, a like a medium for the first time, like yeah. whether it's ceramics, oil painting, watercolors, ink, you know, metal sculpture, whatever. And you can look at something, and it's like the greatest challenge that we always run into as artists is like, how do I make this thing that I either see in front of me or visualize in my head? How do I actually make that happen how in to the medium it. I'm working with? Yeah, yeah, it's very um, difficult. Yeah, yeah. The amount I think of times also, you think about something and you're like, I didn't make it the way I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Another example, much more recently, is um, I fell in love with Mike Sinelli's work. Um, he sells his work through Companion Gallery, but it's Mike Sinelli. I'll see if I can add it in the in the box below yeah. or in the show notes, whatever. But um, he does a basically like like a loop handle, and of course his his works have a lot of surface decoration to them. Yeah. But I had never tried that loop technique before, mm -hmm. so I ended up using that technique. Um, for the uh, serveware that I made for Insight Coffee Roasters. Oh, that's what that is. Yes. Okay. So, and I actually did, from what I remember, I did actually tag him and I was like, hey, like I'm doing this technique I, because of this cup that I got from Mike Sinelli or this, uh, well, I mean, I, I did buy one of his cups, but right. the technique from Mike Sinelli. So I did tag him, but that's a recent example. And again, if you saw those pieces, they're way more simple. They're really different than what, what Mike Sinelli does. They're usually appreciative but, too when you tell the artist. Like, yeah, I, I get exactly. a little, they're usually like, that's tight. Yeah. Very rarely do I get an artist like, that's mine! Yeah, Ugh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I actually saw you little muzzle. Not little, I saw your muzzles flexing. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's my, that my pasty great. arms today, I'm sorry. Oh, dude, no, you're fine. Uh, you you want to talk about paste, bro? Bro. 
If I if I took off my shirt at night, I'd be like, Gondor calls for aid! You know? I, I illuminate the night. Stop it. I will not. <laughs> what else do you think people could get out of this episode that would be, like, a valuable, like, in the next, you know, just few minutes? Like, what else do you want to leave people with? Well, I, I, I would like to put some type of line in the sand as far as what is... Morally questionable on an artist's point of view, copying an artist's work. That's that's a good idea. Like what is company. what is the actual like what is the line? Well, for me, the line is whenever money comes into it. For me, it's like I'm copying you so I could get more skills, so I can put the tools on my belt, so I can express myself in different ways later on. I'm using you as kind of like a pseudo mirror, you know? Okay, that's fine. I'm copying you so I can make money off of your design, mm. specifically the things you make. Yeah. Because, you know, if they were bigger, if it was like I was copying Walmart mugs, I wouldn't feel bad at all. Because, like, it's not like I'm really taking, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, as far as the line in the sand for, for an artist, that's where I draw the line for an artist. Mm -hmm. But for a company, it's a bit different. Like, if I decided to draw a Mario figurine on my cups, but I made the suit, like, blue and high yellow or something. <laughs> I, it's it's a little sus. Nobody's gonna want it because they're clearly like that's Mario in different colors. Well, not not. I mean, but that kind of gets into the whole like fan art thing, which I think is a little bit different. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't draw the line in the sand there because I'm like oh, you're okay, a huge yeah. company and that's just yeah. fan art. Yeah. Like if I make Avatar mugs, to me that's that's just fan art that I'm selling on the side. I'm not yeah. making trillions of dollars off of. But but if I made my own cartoon and all the characters look exactly the same. And I got a deal, and I put it on yeah. TV and caught an Avatar of the Second Airbender. <laughs> There'd be an issue. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between direct copying and fan art when it comes to a company. Mm -hmm. But if you're a personal artist, and you're copying another personal artist's work, and you're calling it fan art, but it's a direct rip, that's just stealing. Yeah. It's the difference in between, for lack of a better term, attacking the finances of an artist versus a whole company. Mm -hmm. Like, one is a little more defenseless. Yeah. Also far more common you're going to get a cease and desist letter from a company than you are from Jeff. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, when I think about like where, where I would draw the line in addition to the money thing. Cause I think, I think yeah. ultimately like that money part is the most important. Yeah. But it's I think. Like 60 of rain. Yeah. Sure. But I think additionally, like if, like if I were to, if I were to try and look at a technique that somebody else is using and I wanted to make it my own, mm -hmm. I feel like the biggest difference would be how much of the overall design do I copy yeah. and how much of my own spin do I put on it. Like, let, like let's say, um, let's say I really, I wanted to do the, the, like, what is it? Like the, you know how people will make like crystals and attach it to the, mm -hmm. uh, like the, 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 the crystals are still ceramic, but they like do like the faceted. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. So let's say I wanted to do something like that. And the artist that I was looking at primarily attaches their crystals in big chunky crystal forms on like the side of their cup on the opposite side of the handle. I'm just thinking hypothetically. So if I wanted to use that same technique, maybe I would say, okay, so he or he, they use big crystals here on the side of their cup. Cup. What if I tried to make smaller crystals and just added them along the handle? To me, that's like okay. That's I'm enough. trying the I'm trying the same technique, but I'm tweaking it. I'm making it a little bit my own, right? So that it's not completely copying their technique. And I think, right. like again, for our listeners, like that's that's what I would advise. Is like if you're if you're wanting to learn from somebody else, unless you are doing. If, unless you are trying to exactly copy it for the exercise of trying to copy it. Yes. But if you want to look at somebody else's technique and integrate it into what you're already doing, then just 
change it a little bit. Just, yeah, it, that's, it's kind of a cop-out, but you're right. Like, like yeah. I don't want to make a Pikachu. I want to make a Pika-me. And then you put, draw a Pikachu who's blue with two tails. I mean, that's kind of... That's a company thing, I guess. The, yeah, that's a company yeah. thing. But, like, like in my, in my mind, I think of it in terms of, like... How do I say? Like, if somebody wanted to make their own version of, like, a Pikachu, like, let's say we were, we were just pulling this, like, then I would say, okay, what what is a Pikachu? It's kind of, a, like, the overall shape is, like, a little potato. So, and it's, it's yeah. like, the, the, you know, kind of, like, okay, it kind of looks like a mouse, right? Yeah. It's got the tail. So then, okay, how could I tweak the design so that it was still red similar to, like, the overall Pikachu shape? Because if I want, if I liked the overall design of Pikachu. Right. But I could find ways to tweak it so that it wasn't exactly the same, but I could still use some of the overarching design elements. Yeah. Because there's like, yeah, there's like design elements that are, you know, that can be abstracted, I guess, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, there, there's design elements that give off the same vibe, but they're not a one for one as far as like, I clearly copied this. Yes. But it has the yeah. same feel when you look at the actual piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where art really lies is how you, the way, that's a whole different conversation, but the, the way art is usually interpreted by most people is they look at it and they get a feeling, and the way they feel off of something is the way it's interpreted throughout them from their personal experiences. Mm. Sometimes you look at two different pieces of artwork, you get the same vibe. Yeah. But if you do copy one for one, usually they're going to give off the same type of vibe, or you're going to get the same type of vibe from them. Yeah, and yeah. And I guess the job of an artist is to either translate that vibe, or if you're trying to copy someone else's work or trying to emulate it to a certain extent, your job is to figure out what that is that makes you feel that way and try and emulate that into your work. That's a that's a really good point. I like that. Yeah. I like that a it's lot. It's less that you're trying to copy copy and more that you're trying to take elements so that it gets the same energy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would say. We should, this would be interesting, like, listeners and viewers, <laughs> oh, <exactly>. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, us, let us know because, like, I feel like, I feel like we could have more talks about, like, design and like the actual process of how we develop different designs like when we look at you know form weight line yeah. like all these different things like maybe that's something we could discuss a little bit more so let us know if that's something y'all would find interesting also on on your side when you're mm. talking about like kind of making a chimera of stuff yeah that's usually what i end up doing is i get mm -hmm. a base something and then i have a technique and i have like 20 30 different techniques i'm just making up a number there's probably more and then I will just apply one of those techniques into the base form. Yeah. Right? So if I want to make a special handle, I can make any mug I want to. As long as it complements the form, that special handle can go there. Mm -hmm. I just started making these handles where, like, one goes here, and then you put another little sprig, for lack of a better term. Oh, yeah, yeah, Here, so it kind of protrudes oh, out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of just the whole handle just being here. Uh-huh, uh -huh. And as soon as I learned how to do that, I was like, I can just do this to any mug. Mm-hmm. And it would be fine. So it's, it's good to get those skills or those tools on your belt so you can build... Any type of house. Yeah. I don't know why I'm always building a house in my analogies. I'm sorry. I think I think it's, it's nesting. It, yeah, nesting. it might be. <laughs> they don't know about that yet. I mean, besides... You should leave the nesting for a teaser. The nesting? I've decided they get one TikTok, one YouTube video, mm. and one Instagram. Okay. They have no idea. Okay, so this part I can leave in? This part you should leave in. The due date could be tomorrow. It they could have be. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's not because I would be like preparing you soup and in like rolls and shit. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. 
You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. But you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review the Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again and we'll catch you next time.